0: It is our prayer that this message encourages you and equips you to be like Christ in all aspects of your life. Enjoy today's message.
1: Blessed be the name of the Lord this morning as we get the opportunity to glorify the name of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ this morning. I don't take this opportunity lightly in no shape or form because uh, I respect the man of God in this house and I honor the man of God in this house, even though uh, we are friends through ministry, but also our relationship goes past that. Uh, as I was uh, just sitting here, my wife was reminding me that, you know, when our home, when we bought our home, Pastor Satish was the one that brought forth the Word of God. He just happened to be in the right place at the right time and to be in your house, sir, this morning. I consider this an honor. Also, Pastor Linson, whom I've known for a while, I'm grateful for the me- uh, men of God that lead you, as well as Pastor Ruben in his absence I want to honor all of the men of God in this room. You know, it's very interesting. I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, I know a lot of people in this congregation. Over the course of time, our relationships have deepened. But we know it's interesting to say that this is the first time I've come to Metro Church of God outside of a funeral. Uh, I've come here for a funeral. This is the first time of all the trips I've made to Dallas. This is the first time I get the opportunity. So I was intentional when I was making plans to be here this weekend to make sure that I come to Metro and not commit myself to anything else and just sit in the back. But at the same time, the man of God had asked me to share from the word of God uh, this morning. So I wanna give a blanket greeting to all of my friends and loved ones that are in the congregation. Uh, I love you all and I pray that you would be in in a mindset of receiving the word of God this morning because our time is limited. I don't wanna call out names and if we do call out names, we would potentially lose all the glory that is due to our King and our Lord jesus christ amen now i know you're all masked today so i'm i don't know if you're smiling crying cringing behind your mask but just pretend like so just just pretend like you're you're uh enjoying this sunday school lesson that i'm going to give to you this morning uh it is customary for me when I, as i do this is it okay if you stand up out of reverence towards the word of god this morning as we go to the gospel of matthew chapter number three the gospel of matthew chapter number three Uh, I am only going to read two verses, going to read verse number 16 and 17. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 3, verse number 16, and verse number 17. The Bible says like this, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. You may be seated in the house of God this morning as we contemplate on the thought process about a good, good father. A good, good father. One of the things that we have to understand is that we live in a world that celebrates uh, a lot of mothers, you know, Mother's Day. Now, I, I, I pass an American church, so I can tell you we have a group of people that we call the CME group of people. We, we made our own denomination called the CME denomination. The CME denomination are the people that go to church on Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. These are the three biggest days that we have in the church world because that's the time either our church is going to be packed or our churches are going to be empty. The reason for The reason for Mother's Day being going to be empty is because either all the mothers are coming with their children or all the children are taking their mothers outside of church. One of them, so it's a hit or miss when it comes to Mother's Day. But you also do realize that all the mothers in the house are the ones that receive all the glory and all the honor, and rightfully so. I'm not here to put them down. As a matter of fact, just to give you a perspective of how the indicators work in the economic world or in the business world, do you realize that in 2019 that nearly $25 billion was spent for Mother's Day? In other words, after Christmas, the most money that was pumped into the U.S. economy was Mother's Day. And us dads, we were fighting with Halloween. (laughs) We were having a hard time to figure out if we should buy a mask or buy a tie. And that's the struggle that we had going on in today's world. And I'm going to tell you this is not common in the the Malayali church, but in the American church, uh, we we joke around and say that it's the most confusing day because most young people do not know who their dad is because they think the guy that was with their mom right now is the father or is acting like the father, but there's a father out there somewhere that we don't even know what he looks like or what he does or how he cares for us. But today I want to talk to you about what a godly example of a father looks like. What does a godly father look like? And the best example to, to bring forth, the example of a godly father, is God himself. Because he himself was a father. You know the story and the context of what's going on here. Jesus Christ has come to the river Jordan to make sure that he obeys the commandments of the Lord in baptism. And when he's obeying the commands of the, uh, of the Lord in baptism, one of the things that happens is that the heavens open up. The word says that he tore heaven, the ter- heavens and the Lord comes out and God the Father comes out and he makes a proclamation. And that proclamation is something that is very unique. What makes this proclamation unique? You have to realize one thing, that never in the Bible or very rarely in the Bible do you see God speaking or making a public statement to his people or to the world. In other words, all the time what God does is God always makes sure that he uses, uh, speaks to an individual or one or two people. The only other time that God actually speaks to a group of people collectively is found when he was giving the 10 commandments in Exodus chapter 20, you will see a collective uh, or a comprehensive wo- voice from heaven that God is speaking to the people. Otherwise, it's always through uh, to two, one or two people or through an angel or through a prophet Or through a judge, whatever it might be, you will see all through the context of the Bible that you will see that you have that, that God always spoke through another medium. And then you know that there is a gap between the Old Testament and the New Testament about 400 years. And now, even 30 years after that has passed, and all of a sudden heaven opens up. And has a proclamation. He does not use an angel. He does not use a prophet. He does not use a medium. He does not use a mediator or an intercessor. But you've got to understand the mere joy. Of what heaven looked like at that point. When he tore open the heavens. In other words. Like a little kid opening up a toy. And doesn't care what the wrapping looks like. He tears it all open. And he says. Yes this is what I wanted. And that is what. Heaven was declaring on that day. I just want to pick on these verses very, very briefly and just run right through here and cut across the field because you know the word well enough and just give you a few thought processes about what it is that we want to talk about this morning. First and foremost, it is important that God gives us this godly example of saying one thing that you realize you have to understand that presence matters. Presence matters. In other words, fathers are people that need to show up for their children. They need to show up for their children. But you've got to realize one thing, that... When you talk about the, the you, you know the, the book, um, the five love languages, and in that five love languages, you do do you realize when we're talking about children, then he's not talking about gifts. Gifts is not even though we we bombard our children with amazing gifts and rightfully so, that's what fathers do. But at the end of the day, you have to realize one thing. The fact of the matter is, when you ask a child what is it that you want out of your father the most, the thing that they will say is not Jordans or an Xbox or a PlayStation. What they will say say is that hey I just want to hang out with my dad I just want to hang out with my father. Now, you got to realize one thing. The one thing that the world has taught us is that if we go to the store and buy them whatever they want, they would feel love towards us. But you got to realize one thing, child of God, the greatest present, the greatest gift that you can give to your child is just being right where he or she wants you to be. In other words, don't let the world fool you by saying that they want presents with a TS, but rather they want your presence because, Presence of your 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 mere fact that you show up is greater than any present that you can actually give to them now you got to realize one thing you the reason why god shows up at the river jordan is because of his obligation and out of his responsibility but you but but the fact of the matter is you would have thought that god would show up when jesus was doing something amazing for example when jesus was 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 feeding the five thousand or jesus was walking on the, on, the, on, the, on the water, or Jesus was feeding the 4,000, or hey, even at, 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 at his resurrection, these are amazing moments in the life and the story of Jesus, but do you realize that God showed up just because? Because that's what he wanted to do. See, now I understand that in the Malayali Indian tendency, we like to acknowledge children for the fact that they have done something amazing. But let me just tell you something, child of God. We have to realize, even when they don't do amazing things, we have to be in a presence that shows up. I remember one thing that I was sharing with my church one time. I told them like this: that you have to realize one thing that, that that a father that show that a person that shows up at a graduation is not a father; he's a fan. But the the, the man that shows up at a PTA meeting and getting engaged—that's the father. The, pa- the man that comes and critiques the report card is a fan, but the person that comes and gets engaged in their homework after eight hours of work is a father. A man that shows up for the sake of, of, of giving rules and regulations, which is rightfully needed, is just a fan, but a father that is willing to walk with them, is a person that walks, wants to walk with them, is who we call a father. You've got to realize one thing, child of God, because Jesus was, was quiet in the pictures for almost 30 years. Here is God showing up, and he shows up, and he says, hey, that boy's got a daddy, and I am well pleased in him. Number one thing you've got to understand is presence. Number two thing you've got to realize is not only should you show up, but you ought to speak up. It's a proclamation that you have to understand as well. See, the thing about that, you'll realize one thing. While a mother can offer all the love that a, a person that a baby needs or a child needs, it is important that fathers have to show up by doing one thing that he would speak words of blessing, words of love, words of of of, of affirmation and confirmation into the life of a child. You know, I'll tell you one thing. I will I'll be the first one to tell you that my dad never told me that he loves me my dad never told me that he was proud of me because that the culture that he was raised up it was seen by the reaction that he did and I was glad by just that that doesn't make him less of a father my dad is my is my personal hero in my life but I do want to tell you one thing child of God that while we live in this culture you have to understand one thing that we have to be in a position to speak into the lives of our children Speak into the lives of that children because you got to understand one thing, that whenever a father speaks into a child's life, it is a proclamation that was happening in their life. Because you've got to understand one thing, God is modeling one thing, that love is not contingent or conditional on what you did, but he's modeling that, my, that his pride is based on what he can achieve in the future. Let me say that again. A father's love is not conditional on what he has done, a child has done. But a father's love is based on the fact that I see more that you can accomplish, and I am providing the love that you need. I'm giving you the booster package that you need to make sure and accomplish all the things that you need. We need to talk to our children and tell them how much we love them you know why because you had to realize in chapter three one thing that happens that the heavens open up and he said this is my beloved son and guess what chapter four rolls around and the spirit of god leads jesus into the into the wilderness and he goes into the wilderness and in chapter four guess what he's struggling with satan in chapter four he's having a hard time standing his own feet in chapter four he has to fight a battle in chapter four he has to deal with the trickery of the devil in chapter four he notices that Satan's questions comes up twice and he asks the question if you are truly the son of God There are many reasons that we can say that Jesus overcame the devil because of the fact that he knew the word and rightfully so. But I want to take it one step further and say, hey, I just had an experience that the heavens opened up and told me that I am the son of the living God. So devil, whatever you say into my life, I know one thing to whom I belong and whose I am and who has my back. fathers need to speak that into the lives of their children as well. One thing you've got to understand is in the 1992 Olympics in Barcelona, you might have heard of, you've probably seen this, um, uh, this Facebook video many a times, there was a British sprinter named uh, Derek Redmond. This man had trained all his life to be in the Olympics and when he had trained, his, and he was taking the lead and he was going around in a 400 meter race. And that 400 meter race, guess what happens? That this man comes and he's coming around the last lap and as soon as he makes that last lap, you gotta understand what he pulls his hamstring. And when he pulls his hamstring, he is sitting there worried. He's worried about the fact that he cannot continue. He's worried about the fact that, you know what? I've let a nation down. He's worried about the fact that you got to realize one thing, that I was in the front and now I am in the end. And you got to understand the security that is available at the Olympics. And all of a sudden, there is this young, there is an older gentleman that jumps the guard and jumps the guardrail, beats every guard out and comes out, and he does not take him to the side, but rather puts his hand around Derek Redman and walks him across the finish line. They asked him who it was. It was not the Queen of England. It was not the Prime Minister of England. It was not a high-ranking official. It was not his teacher. It was not his coach. It was not a teammate. It was nobody but Daddy showing up and said, Son, I am proud of you. Let's finish this journey together. You have to understand one thing, child of God, that today in this community, in this world, I wanna talk to the older fathers, you gotta understand, you might not understand what our young people are going through. You might not understand what kind of chapter fours that they're having in their life, but I do want to tell you one thing. Before they walk out of that house, tell them and remind them that you are the son of the living God and you are also my son. Don't worry, heaven and earth has got your back. No matter what hell you might face in the doors of academia, you have to realize, son, there is always home and you can always come to my home at all times not only is presence important not only is proclamation Im- important but you have to understand also that you have realized that you have to be a provider as well not only should you show up not only should he speak up but you should also give up now I got to understand one thing you realize one thing I know what you're thinking oh well pastor you got to realize I give him the latest this and the latest that that's great and rightfully so you should but at the end of the day you got to understand one thing there is one intangible thing that you can give to them that nobody else can. See, when the heavens opened up, not only did he show up, not only did he speak up, but he also sent the Holy Spirit. And he sent the Holy Spirit, and then like a dove, and he came down and rested on him. And you had to realize one thing, child of God, not only am I going to speak up on your behalf, not only am I going to show up on your behalf, but I have all of heaven provided for you in other words a portion of me god the father a portion of me is been given to you without me losing anything a portion of me is being given to you as you continue this journey i want to tell you something child of god there is a gift that you can give it is a sacrificial gift and now you got to understand what a sacrificial gift what kind of sacrificial gift i'm talking about you got to understand you are giving out to your children a gift of sacrifice but you got to realize this Sacrifice is going to cost you something. It's going to cost the fact that you might not be cool. You might be costing you the fact that you might annoy your children. You might cost you the fact that you got to realize that you, you might upset your children. You might, might, might even sometimes annoy your children. But I want to tell you, you are to give them a gift that will cost you something, but it will not deplete you. And it is the gift of faith as you are giving up of yourself giving up of your faith i want to tell you one thing child of god the bible says that you will be filled with faith and even more faith the bible says in first corinthians chapter 13 that when i was a child i thought as a child but and, and i acted like a child but when i become a man guess what i did i gave up my childish in other words maturity leads us to give up things As we mature, we're expected to give out those things. I will tell you about my children. They're sitting here in the front row. They can attest, and you're going to say amen when daddy's done. the fact of the matter is you got to realize more than, you know, back in the days when we were younger, we wanted to look sharp, we wanted to look spiffy, we wanted to do this and all that stuff. That's what we wanted to do. And when we go to the store, it was about you and your wife, and you want to make sure that we, we kept up with the trends. Yes, I am not a materialistic person, but I don't look to like, like to look shabby either. From that perspective, you got to understand, now it's about how your children look. It's not about how good you look anymore. You know Why? Because not only are they going to go walk into those schools, those schools to say, hey, look how cool I am. No. It starts with showing you an identity of who you are. What kind of person you are. In the same way, I want to tell you, as much as you buy those Jordans for them, as much as you buy those outfits for them, I pray that you be in a position to hold your children, bless them with the word of God, and tell them that, hey, child, here as you go, keep this in mind. I am giving you also not all of the material blessings. I'm also giving you my spiritual blessing of faith. And here you go, that wherever you go, carry this word of God, that when your chapter 4 comes, you can still be reminded My daddy told me the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. When you go through your chapter 4. My daddy told me that. Yea I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil. When you go through your chapter 4. You will be in that position to say. That the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? That when you go through your chapter 4. In your schools. You can say greater is he that is in me. Than he that is in the world. Daddy give up your faith to your children and that is exactly that what we need to do in this day and age because let me tell you something child of God the greatest blessing that you can give to your children is not a million dollar bank account the greatest blessing that you can give to your children is not a good family name while all of these things are blessing there is an intangible gift that you can give to your children and that is the gift Of the gospel of Jesus Christ. No other greater gift that you can give, child of God. Jordans will come, Jordans will wear out And the new fashion trend will come you got to understand you can give them the best College education, after a while you might Be in a position to say well that college education Was not worth all of it, you can give them The best house, you can give the best inheritance All that is great and rightfully So you should do that, but I do Want to tell you something child of God, the greatest Blessing that you can give them Is that when you die, you can tell Them be faithful Until the end, give them a Testimony of how God brought you show them your life tell them your life that when hell came knocking on my door it was the assurance that my, my 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 physical father gave me and the assurance that my godly father god the heavenly father gave to me saying that i am not alone i am not forsaken he has not left me this storm too shall pass and i shall come on the other side victorious that even as they pass on you got to understand may you pass on the burden of the cross upon your children so that they would be faithful warriors of the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever they go chapter 4 will come Pharisees will come Sadducees will come people will come lame men will come blind men will come wicked people will come hold on a second even Pilate will come death will come and not on their door but let me tell you something that early Sunday morning the sun will rise up one more time and we can shout oh death where is your victory oh death where is your sting you know why you try to hold me down but daddy gave me something that will still keep me alive because the bible says the same spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead is also in work within you every eye closed every head bowed let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning we thank you Jesus we thank you Jesus I know I'm speaking in a Pentecostal church I understand that completely but at the same time I do want to ask you this simple question if there is anyone in this room that is also willing to be hearing the voice of being called a beloved son a beloved daughter and you are saying that, Pastor, today I want to commit my life unto the Lord this morning. And I, you want to say this, you might be 10 years old, you might be 15, you might be 25 or 50. It doesn't matter who you are, what your situation is. But today I want to tell you one thing, that heaven wants to tell you that you are also his beloved. And he will be pleased, heaven will be pleased if you would follow this call to salvation and baptism. While every eye is closed, every head is bowed, I'm going to ask this one simple question. Don't be embarrassed about anything in any way, shape, or form, but I'm going to ask you, is there anybody in this room that is saying today that, Pastor, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior? I know that I'm talking to a Pentecostal church, I get it, but at the same time, I'm going to ask this question anyway. Is there anybody in this room that is saying that, Pastor, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior? Or even asking the simple question to say, hey, is there anybody that have accepted Jesus Christ and want to get baptized in water as the Son jesus christ did hallelujah father we thank you for this beautiful Beautiful evening Morning Lord God We thank you for your blessings We thank you Lord God For the fact That you were the greatest role model Of the fact that What a father ought to look like We thank you Lord God That when our time came up You not you did show up When our time came up You spoke up When our time up came Lord God You gave the best of heaven for us And we are grateful for that This morning Lord God Father Lord We pray that today As we come before you That you would also give us the grace lord god to be good fathers like you good fathers like you lord god great father like you that as you have said what manner of love that you've lavished upon us that we are to be called the children of god father i commit every father into your hands so that we will lavish upon our children the gift of faith and the gift of the holy spirit we thank you lord god for all that you do it is in your precious name we plead to the children of god shout it out amen
0: and amen may god bless you this morning. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast If there is anything we can do To continue equipping you In your pursuit to be like Jesus Then please do not hesitate To reach out to us on our website At metrochurch.us Also, if you found today's message To be inspiring and informative Then please share it with your family and friends And leave a review on this podcast platform Or on our website Again, thank you for joining us We are so grateful for you Have a great week and God bless you and your family.